Welcome to the Not-For-Profit On Purpose podcast series. This series is designed to help guide you on your journey through the not-for-profit space in terms of all things not-for-profit, including structures, setting up your not-for-profit, how you report, board governance, accounting, and anything else you could possibly think of in regards to not-for-profit. G'day, Justin Hawk from Source in the great outdoors, talking not-for-profits, mergers and acquisitions, which is a really interesting space. Uh, one of the things I've been working with a number of organizations uh, in the not-for-profit space is looking at the potentials to merge or acquire other not-for-profits, which in the not-for-profit space is very interesting because you can't buy anyone. So how do you do that? How does mergers and acquisitions work in a, in a space where there aren't shareholders to buy out, there aren't, you know, you can't make a, a hostile takeover, um, but you need to find a way sometimes to come together. So that's what we're gonna talk about today, because it's really interesting. There's two real cases or two ways that mergers happen in the not-for-profit space. There's the not great way, um, which is where you have a not-for-profit that effectively goes bankrupt or is in financial difficulty, can't pay its bills, and basically has to put it up its hand and say, we need help. Luckily, because it doesn't always happen, someone comes along and says, yep, We'll take you into, our, in, into the fold of our organization, similar purpose, hopefully, um, and we'll help continue your purpose effectively as part of a greater organization. So that organization might still exist, but effectively it's being subsumed into another not-for-profit and basically their work taken over. And then there's a more positive way where you have two not-for-profits who see benefit in coming together, see they can deliver more um, or serve more or be more sustainable together. And, and that usually happens when both of them are, have something of value to bring to the table. So the simplisticalist one is one's got cash, but it can be other things like they have uh, a presence in a certain in a complementary geographical location. They might have systems that another organization needs to use. They might have uh, internal capabilities. They might. It might just be that one's in Victoria and one's in New South Wales, and they they see that coming together will actually allow them to deliver more in both states. It can be that simple, but really, it's having the the each party having something to bring to the table to then allow that one plus one equals three situation to happen. But even when you do have both parties that have something in value that they can bring to the table, that doesn't necessarily mean a merger. Uh, will go ahead or even be successful. And part of this process and why it, it, it really does take an investment by um, the organizations who want to do a merger is that there's, there's some pre-work that needs to be done that can help and then there's some work after the merger. So that pre-work is really one, making sure that the value is there, but more importantly, making sure that there's a cultural fit. So, I mean, you want to be bringing organizations together that have a similar culture. If you have a different culture in each organization, it can make the merging of the two very hard and can create a lot of angst and conflict in that process. So you really want to spend some time making sure you have a good understanding of the culture of each organization. And similarly, you want a very similar purpose to be there. Now, it doesn't have to be the same purpose, but it has to complement because you're going to really, if you're going to merge, you're going to bring these purposes together. So what does it look like when you bring those two together? And is that a workable model? So that 
They're probably really two core things you need to be aware of before you start going down the path of a merger. But the biggest thing with any merger, and this is with all the ones that I've been involved with, both in corporate and in not-for-profit space, is that it's after you come together that the work really starts. Because bringing two living organisms together and asking them to live symbiotically together takes time. There's a lot of change management. It's all about the people. There's so much people work to do. And if you don't spend the time and invest in that change management process and that communication process that needs to happen, you, you can quite often come together and then split apart. And then you've wasted a lot of time and a lot of effort um, for nothing. And really what you want to be doing is bringing that merger together so that you do create something that's living together and working together to become a larger whole than the sum of the parts. And another way to think of it, I like to think of it as, as grafting or when you're looking at plants and how they live together. So if you're looking to, oh look, if you're a not not for profit and you, you see another organization, say, well, they would be good to tack on to our organization. You're really talking about grafting someone to an existing plant and say, well, they look great. We'll chuck them on the side and they'll grow and, and we can help them, help them grow as well. Um, but really it's a, it's a graft and what can happen with grafts, two things. One, the graft dies. So you bring this organization on and then you don't really give it the love and attention it needs. You don't really fulfill its purpose and it just disappears and dies, which is not a great outcome. The other thing that can happen is the graft can take over the tree. So sometimes you can bring another organization in and then all of a sudden that starts to subsume your process or your purpose and move you in a direction you didn't want to go. And all of a sudden, the whole organization is moving in a direction that doesn't make sense and quite often is no longer what you thought it would be. And you don't want that. What you really want is those two, organiza two organizations and organisms working together and growing around each other to support each other, to help each other reach new heights, and really to become you know, that new organi organism that hasn't been there before. So why would you go through this process of merging, which is quite often a question. Um, and I mean, there's some other, the benefits of, of merging, um, creating a large organization, first of all, scale, which is just basically what we're talking about. And sometimes scale will allow you to have a bigger impact where individually you're not able to get to the same level of impact. So scale is one thing that a merger will allow you to do. The other thing a merger um, quite often allows you to do is to reduce the level of overheads. Maybe not as a total, but definitely um, in terms of percentage of your, your turnover or how you want to look at it. Because when you come together, you're able to get, again, those economies of scale and the, the back office, which allow you to reduce those overheads. And lastly, the benefit of merger can just be the, that complementary skill. So you have a one-stop shop or you have a, a better client journey you can offer so that ultimately the client that you're serving and the purpose that you're serving um, gets a better service, which again, is something that is completely commendable and, and very worthwhile in terms of undertaking a merger. Uh, obviously, the cost of a merger, I mean, you've got that change management process, you've got the identification process, the due diligence. So there is a lot of upfront cost in a merger and also that process of making sure the integration works to, between those two organizations. And ultimately, with anything you're doing with your not-for-profit, you always want to understand the costs and the benefits that's what I've really hoped to try and do a little bit with this video is understand those costs and benefits so that when you undertake any activity, 
and specifically if you undertake a merger, that you have an idea up front of what those costs and benefits can be. So you have a better understanding of the value that you might be adding and by hopefully making the right decision when those opportunities come a, a, across in terms of the right ones to pick that will actually add value to the, your organization and outweigh those costs. So that's a little bit about mergers in the not-for-profit space, which is a very interesting space. I'd be more than happy to talk to anybody about um, who'd be interested in finding out a bit more about it. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to subscribe to the podcast series. And if you'd like some more information, check me out on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have. Otherwise, thanks for listening. It's Justin Hogg from RightSource.